you know, at the end of the day, people are people everywhere the people are, <laughs> which is one reason we know the gospel is the right fit for everyone, because it's for all people everywhere. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about what it looks like to love your neighbour. What does it take to build a healthy community? And how do you bridge the gaps in our differences? It starts, our guest says, by showing up with an open heart. Our guest is church planter, Pastor Brian Davis. Brian is passionate about bringing the good news of God's love for us to the hard places, to the poor and to the underserved. It's work that is very, very close to God's own heart. There's this place I love in the Bible where God gives himself a title. Let me read to you from my book of devotionals called Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. This entry is called God's Title. When someone important is being introduced, the announcer usually says, Mr. So-and-so, founder of this extra important company, or Miss something else, Nobel Prize winning inventor of this brilliant thing. Do you know how God likes to be introduced? His name is the Lord, Father to the fatherless, Defender of widows. Psalm 68 verses 4 and 5. Our Almighty God, who sifted stars through his fingers, stands not with kings and princes, but with the weak, the powerless, the poor. Because the people no one else thinks are important, have a special place in God's heart. He hears their cries. He fights for them and defends them. And one night long ago in Bethlehem, he stepped out of heaven and became one of them. Eugene Peterson famously translated the first verses of John's Gospel like this. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God moved into the neighborhood to share fully and intimately in our humanity, to bridge the gap between God and mankind so that we could dwell together with him. Pastor Brian Davis's whole ministry is about moving into the neighborhood. It's not just about giving money. It's about actually moving into the neighborhood, loving, serving, helping his neighbors, transforming communities. It's a powerful and timely, and convicting call to all of us, and I can't wait for you to hear from him. So, without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Pastor Brian Davis. My name is Brian Davis. I'm a pastor, and right now I'm planting a church in Minneapolis. We got to plant a church in Philadelphia in times past, and we're doing it again trying to tell people about the love of Christ to the glory of God. My burden to help healthy churches become 
more and increasingly accessible to underserved areas really came from my own background. I was born in Detroit and I was raised in inner city environments. One thing that became a natural burden for me being from the inner city is wanting to make sure that that good news makes it to some of those hard places. In Galatians, as they gave the right hand of fellowship to Paul in chapter two, they said, hey, remember the poor. And he said, this is the very thing I'm eager to do. And I don't think the greatest expression of that is remembering them with alms, but making sure we remember them with the gospel and the community of faith that stewards the gospel. And so that became a very natural outlet and angle for me, just in terms of my own ministerial desire and eagerness to use my life in that way. So the desire for me and my wife to be involved in church planning came from an experience we had in a church plant. So we were part of a church plant in North Philadelphia, and it really encouraged us. We grew a lot, and we really saw it connect the gospel to that community where we were from in a really powerful and compelling way. We just figured we would love to give ourselves to this kind of ministry. It resonated with us, and we were able to both see the fruit of it and feel like we could participate in faithfulness in it. This led us in 2014 to starting Risen Christ Fellowship, which is a church plant in Northwest Philadelphia. I got to labor with a good friend of mine, Shad Lynn, and his dear bride, Blair. And together, we got to help establish that work. It's still going. We moved from there in 2021, and the Lord re-burdened us to do it again. And so now we're in the Twin Cities, aiming to do that again, Lord willing, we'll start this summer. And so it's, it is very hard work, but we think it's very worthy work. You know, I lived in Philly for 15 years. And so, you know, you, you, you build relationships. You know, we have been in several different churches. We had lived on several different blocks. And the accumulation of all that becomes your, you know, your relational world. And so, yeah, the Lord had just given us some sweet friendships with some saints. He just gave us some very, very sweet neighbors. Uh, we had one sister to our right who, who was a believer. We, But most of the other neighbors we had were not believers. And what a sweet opportunity that was just to get to know them, love on them. They were very, very good neighbors to us. And the Lord gave us a really sweet relationship with them so that we had a, a lot of opportunity to enjoy them. And they come to church and we, we got to share with them our faith and they still remain, you know, very precious to us to this day. And then that, you know, that, that happens for every, you know, all the different members in their own little relational worlds. And as we gather as a community, they're all connected. And it was a, a sweet time of being able to serve them, minister to them, get to know them, enjoy them and share the, the gospel with them. And so that, that kind of connectedness of, you know, our church was close by our house and we were able to really minister to our immediate neighbors in really practical ways. That was just a sweet connection. Everywhere in life, you know, the Lord doesn't always give you all those open doors connecting in those ways. But that was actually a really sweet season where they were all, those open doors were open and they were all connected. So that was certainly a very encouraging time for us. Church plants have a unique opportunity to start in a more healthy way. Sometimes more established churches have a lot they have to try to change through. With that, they're usually more resourced and they have a greater history and stability in those ways. But when they're trying to change or become maybe more accessible to where they are, those can be harder ships to turn just by virtue of their size. 
one of the the gifts of church plants. There's many challenges, <laughs> but one of the the sweet gifts of them is how you're able to start with a particular focus and really labor for a particular health right off the jump. And so there's certainly challenges, but we all know that the Lord's grace is sufficient for every challenge that he brings his people to and through. So that's where our kind of eagerness to participate in it. And really the Lord kept giving us the desire and grace and faith to keep taking the next step, which is why we find ourselves doing it. Zacchaeus scrambled down and took Jesus to his house. He was in a big hurry because he didn't want Jesus to change his mind. Perhaps Jesus hadn't heard about him. Perhaps Jesus didn't know about how he had been stealing and how no one liked him and how he didn't have any friends. But Jesus knew. He knew all about Zacchaeus and the stealing and everything, and he still loved him. Jesus loved Zacchaeus when nobody else did. He was Zacchaeus' friend, even when no one else was. Because Jesus was showing people what God's love was like. His wonderful, never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. This is the gospel story that God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This was Paul's testimony, and this is mine. The testimony that's true and deserving of full acceptance, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost, that he loves sinners, that he forgives big sinners, and he welcomes them into his family. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello. It's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.